Today on Radio Italiana. Italians in comedy. A tradition that has gone on for centuries and is still thriving today. Coming right up on Italian Radio Show. Folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show here on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network on the beautiful Palm Springs KMET 1490 AM or 98.1 FM. My name is Tony La I'm your host with a lovely Marzia Caputo from Vincenza, Italia. Hey, Marzia, how are you doing today? Ciao a tutti, doing great. Love to be here on the radio. What about you, Tony? Well, I love to be here, too, and it's always fun to do the show with you. Folks, you may be listening to us on one of our affiliate stations around the country, or perhaps you're streaming us. You can stream the show live every Monday at 4 o'clock Pacific time by going to our website at wcir.biz. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio. WCIR.biz. Look for the link there. You click on the little link. It takes you right to our page here at KMET ABC. And from there, you can stream the show live, or perhaps you want to listen to it throughout the week. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends. There's a link right there to our podcast. And when the show is done every week, it goes right up to our podcast where you can listen to the show all week long, along with all of our other shows from the past seven years. Please share it with everybody you know. We love our listeners wherever they are across the country or around the world. And so glad you're joining us today here with the Italian Radio Show. So now, you know, Marzia, like we do every week, um, we need to kind of start our show out with Italian news. Yes. News and, you know, today's theme is, is Italians and comedy. We have a very special guest coming up in a little bit. So I thought it would be fun to find some different Italian news stories uh, that kind of related to our theme, you know. Um, now, interestingly, our first story comes to us from the New York Daily News. Uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Daily News, but it's a lot of fun yeah. for those of us who grew up in New York, who lived in New York. The Daily News was a, was a great, it, it is, it was and is a great newspaper. Uh, you know, for New York, and many New Yorkers prefer it even over the New York Times, just because it's a lot of fun. And right. the headline in the Daily News, this comes uh, uh, from a couple of months ago, says, Italian stereotypes aren't funny. So why does Saturday Night Live lean on them so often? So apparently, uh, the whole thing talks about how Saturday Night Live is constantly doing Italian stereotypes. Um, and, you know, this is all done, of course, in fun. I guess right off the bat, when you have a governor like Andrew Cuomo uh, that, you know, recently uh, had to resign there on account of uh, some of his um, – Let's say his, his, his after hours activities with staff members. 
Uh, but it, it's pretty easy to see why they would make fun of him being an Italian-American. But it says that there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of other things they do. They, they make, of course, a lot of Sopranos, Godfather, Goodfellows type of references and stuff. Um and they do it all in fun, but just just for a note that you know the the Daily News has pointed out that they do it quite a bit there, and apparently there's a lot of Italians that don't find it to be as funny as uh, as the Saturday Night crowd thinks they do the Saturday, Saturday Night Live crowd. So I don't know. Have you noticed any of that? Yes, I have a lot of Italian complain about this too because they always the stereotype what they use mafia. Always yeah, they do. Mafia. They do. So it's a little bit exhausting because we were like, like, no, we are not all mafia. Let's make clear of that. That maybe it was more in the past. But let's show the new stereotype, the real Italian that here growing up and everything. Not exactly. Mafia. Well, yeah, and the other, and the other two stereotypes, of course, he always will do the uh, the fat little chef <laughs> throwing the pizza up in the air. We're in the apron, right? Or the third stereotype, and they, I've seen this actually. Actually, this was quite funny. They did. A thing of the three tenors, okay, where they had, they were all dressed up like fat Italians singing and eating pizza, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, there, there, there is some humor there that you have to say. So, nevertheless, it is stereotypical. So, um, interestingly, now let's change our gears here to a little man. Um, it says Italian, this is a story that came to us, uh, from the internet, uh, and it is, it, the, the headline is Italian man outraged after American fiance snaps spaghetti in hilarious video. So, yes. and, and she, they're talking snapping spaghetti. They're not talking about taking a picture of it. They're talking about you take the spaghetti, you know, you have the spaghetti was about a foot long, right? And she's snapping, breaking it in two to put it in the pan. Okay. And okay. So this is, here's a guy who grew up. And the nation that brought the world, you know, pasta, pizza, all this great food, right? And he has an American girlfriend. They get together. She's cooking for him, telling him about making him spaghetti, right? What's the first thing she does? Breaks the spaghetti. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. <laughs> I saw the video. It's hilarious. She put the, the phone right with the pot. And you can see she point on the spaghetti right here in her hand and right you can see his face. I mean, it's like you just kill him. It's like turn you can't around. Cut, you can't break the pot in Italy. I mean, this is illegal. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> no, you just put it in. That's the thing. You don't break it in half. So it's so funny because he know how serious it is about that. So yeah, yeah. I recommend people to watch the video just to have a good laugh. I, so. You know, it reminds me a while back I had a girlfriend, uh, not not Italian. Uh, and I remember I took her to a good friend's house. This, this guy is a great Italian musician, a great Italian chef. We always have these great meals at his house. Anyway, I took my non-Italian girlfriend to his house, and she tells everybody she's going to cook for them. And the first thing she does is she says, I'm going to go to the store, and I'm going to buy some ragu. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> needless to say, we didn't let her near the kitchen for the steak, okay? And that's how Tony broke up with her. So that's what happened. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what can you do, right? All right. So here is another article. This comes to us from, it looks like, U.S. US Today. Uh, it says, a man, uh, there's a, the headline reads, man apologizes to Italians after attempting to make spaghetti with a pasta maker 2000. Okay. You did. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure uh, what the, 
this machine is. But apparently, there is a pasta machine you can get called the Pasta Maker 2000. Are you familiar with it at all? Have you? No, that is something new. Never. Well, when you make pasta, do you have a pasta machine or do you make it by hand? Well, I do have a pasta machine. The attachment is the old uh, metal one. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we have. The old man, when you crank it with a handle, right? Right, yes. Yeah, yes. And I have one of those as well. But apparently there is a pasta machine that you can buy where you put everything inside. Um, <laughs> the guy says, it came out, it was like styrofoam, okay? Oh. Um, she, and, and, and it was, you know, he, he was doing this apparently online. He, he, he realized as he got into it, he was missing a few of the key pieces. Um, obviously he had no idea how to drain, uh, the spaghetti, what to do exactly with it. It, it does help if you know what the outcome is supposed to be at the end. Uh, and then the ingredients he got, um, were just, it sounds like he was using regular, it's just stuff he bought at the grocery store. Nothing that he had actually got from an Italian store or imported from Italy. He just had a couple cups of flour, a little bit of salt, a couple eggs, uh, olive oil, um, and just mix it together, throw it in the machine. And then he was unhappy because it was not making him spaghetti the way he wanted to. <laughs> they have pictures actually in this article of his spaghetti. <laughs> it looks like, it looks like it's white slugs. You know, you know how you get slugs like in the winter time. It looks like the you have white slugs on the plate there, and it's uh, it says it tastes like clay. Oh, he had the tossed in, in the in the trash. Apparently, I'm not sure how how he got to speak to uh, to Newsweek about this, um, <laughs> but it, apparently, for some way or other, he was connected with Newsweek and had this whole thing in Newsweek. Long story short, he wound up apologizing to uh, the Italians online for the uh, type of pasta he was making. And basically, he said after six stressful hours, he had to throw it all out. So there you go. Oh, he got scared. That's what happened. <laughs> it kind of goes like we were when we were talking, you know, we were talking pizza here for a few shows. I mean, uh, you know, both about New York pizza and then the Italian pizza. And it goes kind of along the same lines. You need to know, first of all, what the end ingredient is supposed to look like, taste like. I mean, the whole thing. If you have no idea, I mean, this is part of the problem we have with people across the United States when they go out to these, you know, so-called Italian chain restaurants to get food. They got no idea what they're supposed to be eating. So they put up with this stuff. And, and you know, the minute they come to like a good Italian restaurant, then suddenly their, their, their eyes opened, you know. So you got to start, if you're going to make the food, folks, you got to know what you're making. You got to have, you know, know what it's supposed to be, the, how it's supposed to taste, you know. Uh, come back to your question before. I look at the machine. It looked like something, yes. It could come from Italy because I remember my aunt, something. She, she has something like that. It looked really easy. Tell you step by step what you do and then mix it for you. That's yeah, what it, yeah. What it looked like, he put a lot of oil. That's what it looked, looked really, didn't finish to cook anything because it looked really oiling the pasta. Look at the picture. It's like, I'm not sure what he did. Well, and it also, again, looks like he did not have real ingredients either. Like, I mean, real Italian ingredients, you know, he was substituting. Apologize. (laughs) There you go. Well, folks, there is your news for this week. We're going to be right back after this break. A word from our sponsors with my favorite part of the show, our food portion that Marcia has prepared specially for us. Don't go away. 
e tu dici parto a Dio, tua lunda ne das tu core, dosta terra dell'amore. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. This is Tony Lastella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Those fingers in my hair That's like a hither stare It strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk radio network. Well, now, folks, we're back with my favorite part of the show, our food segment, brought to you by our great sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka out of Austin, Texas. Tito's does so many things for charities across the country. Next time that you want a very, very special drink for your home event, your work event, Whatever the special occasion is, make sure you get Tito's Vodka. And thank you, Tito's, for sponsoring our food segment. Now, in keeping with our uh, with our theme of today's show, Marzia, which is comedy, Italians in comedy specifically, I thought it would be great uh, to have you come up kind of with a recipe that would fit the theme. So what have you got for us? Okay, the, tor- the cake is called Torta Puttana. Porta putana. So as far as I can see, that's going to be the cake of the prostitute. Did, <laughs> did, did I miss something here? No, it, it's like, it sounds like that. <clears throat> but when you spell it, it's a little bit different. Because if you look at it, they have a, two T is the bad words. One okay. T, putana is, they don't so know. So putana with one T, what does that mean? To be from a diet that's still standing on, uh, on it. From the past, that this cake come from a traditional play, um, place, well, my town, Vicentina, Vicenza, and what they do is they try to figure out what it means, because there are two meanings, or putea, it's mean like a, a cake for a kid, that's how it is, 
or could be the bad words in all time. And believe all it or right, not, so we have some controversy about the name there, it sounds like. Yes, they're still arguing with that. They don't know it and still didn't find out the story. So the story, one, it was this guy bringing the first time the cake and he walked in the dark and fell on it and got mad and say, putana. So <laughs> that's the cake come out. The other is a story that says about the time of Napoleon, believe it or not. Bonaparte Napoleon? Yeah. So Time that he was calling all those women, um, easy women coming in to him, and this woman they were come to see him and bring this type of cake. I so, see, I see. So I uh, yeah. they're still looking for it. It's a lot of history. We start to read it. It's an old, old, uh, poor cake, but really healthy. Anyway, let's go give back. Us, give us a quick rundown. So tell us how you make the cake. Yes, you need stale bread, stale bread. You need sugar. You need rum. You need uh, a lemon zest. Stale bread, sugar, rum, lemon, okay. Eggs, butter, raisin. That you're gonna dip them in the rum, the raisin. Okay, all right, that sounds Bread good. Rum, milk, potato starch, and uh, yeast. You need yeast. Add power sugar for the end for the final. All right, okay. So then, like the step that you get a ball, you know, you put all the bread still in there. You put the milk. And you can leave it there for three, four hours, or you can leave it all night. Okay. So you get everything there, and you kind of let it rise and stuff. Okay, so the yeast. The bread, yeah. And the milk, okay? And then yeah. you can blend it. Uh, um, so then you have to have another bowl to put the butter, all the rest of the ingredients. So I write it all really good. I hope you're going to put it on the website because it tells you step-by-step what to do, okay? Yeah, absolutely. You're going to put them all together. It's like a cheesecake kind of type. You need a metal one pan and uh, put the butter and the breadcrumbs going to be in the end of that. In the final. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Oh, no, sure, because if you tell step-by-step exactly how you go, we're going to be here two hours, okay? Yeah, so, yeah. It's a really simple cake, really simple. Then and you, you cook it for an hour, right? Mm-hmm, right. One hour, and it'll be ready. Then in the end, you can put a power sugar on top to look a little pretty, okay? So the last step, make sure you read it, how to separate them, and then you can put them together because uh, you do one mistake there, it wouldn't come out the right way. And folks, we're going to do is we're going to put this up on our website so go to our website, WCIR.biz, just so you can remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, and we have all the recipes. We have a brand-new website, in fact. Thank you, David Mastis, for creating that for us. Uh, make sure you check it out, folks, because we're going to have all of our recipes going to be up there. And thank you, Marcia, for our recipe of the week. You're welcome. So moving on here, Marcia, to our Italian phrases. I thought we'd have some fun today, okay? So okay. I found these phrases that, uh, you know, when, when you're learning to speak a language, of course, you frequently make mistakes, okay? Uh, some of them are funnier than others. I remember the last time I went to Rome, my cousin there said to me, you keep talking Italian, you're funny like hell, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyway, uh, here are some uh, of the... Um, Italian phrases that, uh, I guess, people who have tried to speak Italian, who have got themselves, uh, they went, meant to say one thing, and it came out with another, okay? Um, the first one, it says, um, I'm trying to see here, strawberry condom with your brioche, sir. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what they were trying to say there, um, but she, if the person asked for a brioche con uh, uh, preservatio fragola dentro. 
Okay. Uh, and the reply was, Koza, what? In, 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 like, and this was an Irish guy, I guess. He was in, and of course, then he tried to say it louder. Okay. And he was trying to say ma, uh, marmalata. He wanted marmalata, but instead he said conser, conservante. Conservante. We come out, we go, oh my God. You asked for a condom with us. Yeah, so yeah, that's oh, kind of funny. Yeah. I right. him. <laughs> Here's another guy. Here is, uh, what? Someone who was trying, uh, it was their first time in Italy, big uh, family event they were going to uh, and, and visit. Uh, this lady had an Italian partner, um, and uh, she was there at the event. She said, Nana's gone for a quickie, okay? Oh, <laughs> and so she said, una svetina, zia, okay, una svetina. Okay, so uh, and of course the aunt burst out laughing. Um, she was trying to say that you know Nana was gone. I left the table for ten minutes, okay, or something, and it just came out wrong. So uh, a little um, bit wrong. <laughs> here's another one who said um, a person was try an Italian student was trying to um, say something about homeless people in the city of San Francisco where he came from. And he said, um, ci sono molte persone senza tette a San Francisco, which basically says people in San Francisco have no boobs. Try to say ci sono molte persone senza tette. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without roof. That's what it means. People without roof. That's what it means. <laughs> Here's funny. another one that, uh, but these are all kind of a little edgy folks, but I mean, you know, we're, we're keeping them as clean as we can. I'm, I'm getting this right out of the, the, the news feed here. Um, one of the, uh, <laughs> so a person was trying to tell the neighbor about a pasta dish they had made. Okay. And, uh, she was, uh, she started to speak about it. Um, and there's, they use the word fico, a masculine, okay? She was trying to talk about fig trees, but she used the wrong word, and she was saying, penis pasta, anybody? Anyone? So, <laughs> uh, that is, uh, again, you're going to, yeah. you know, the, the fica is not figs in, in Italy. We're just going to give you a, a, a hint there, okay? Penis, it was supposed to be penne pasta, penne the long one, penne, the brand, the type of pasta cut. That's yeah, actually yeah. the trick to say. Penne pasta, anyone? And they say pennies. <laughs> That's funny. All right, we're going to skip down here. A lady uh, wanted to uh, get um, some tap water. Okay, she wanted some, some, she was trying to save money. Instead of having the bottled water, she wanted tap water. She, or, she ordered aqua Gabinetto, okay? Aqua Gabinetto. Instead of saying Aqua Rubinetto. Aqua, aqua Gabinetto means you want toilet water, okay? Aqua Rubinetto means you want tap water, okay? So, uh, there you go, okay? Uh, let's see, we have time for one more, okay? Person went to Italy, they pronounced the restaurant Il Gozzo as Il Cazzo. Okay, we're not going to translate that exactly, but just the il cazzo is a fairly vulgar word in Italy about a person's intimate parts. So uh, make sure you have your G, not your C, and when you say that. And there, folks, are your Italian phrases of the day, our community service. When you go to Italy, the things you want to say, 
things you don't want to say and you want to try to avoid uh, mispronouncing certain things in the language to avoid embarrassment. Good job, Tony. Love it. (laughs) All right. So moving right along with our whole uh, Italian comedy theme of today's show, I found a great, absolutely fantastic recording. I mean, it's not really a funny recording, but the, We've all, of course, known of the opera Pagliacci. Mm -hmm. Pagliacci about the clowns, uh, where the clown gets his heart broken because his wife leaves him for another man. Then he winds up losing his mind on stage. And uh, at the end of the opera, he kills her on stage, turns to the audience, says, La comedia è finita. You know, the comedy is ended, right? And there's been many, many wonderful renditions over the years of the famous Aria, Vesta La Juba, where the clown is supposed to, he has to smile through his tears. So his heart is breaking. He has to keep the comedy going. My favorite rendition of all times so of this, one of the best ever made, of course, is by Mario Lanza. Let's listen to that one for our song of the week. <laughs> Mamma mia, ma venia di peche, che sta smania non da vola sa. Oh, no, ma fa morì, e tu 
mamma mia che vuoi te, mamma mia che tu pura, come fino Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers! 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. This is Tony Lastella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. And we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com Let's forget about tomorrow. Let's forget about tomorrow. Let's forget about tomorrow for... Tomorrow never comes. Hello, folks, and welcome back to West Coast Italian Radio, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network, broadcasting to you out of KMET here in the lovely Palm Springs area. I got a great guest on today's show. Of course, our theme has been Italians and comedy. So what better way to celebrate a theme like this than having a really funny guy, a great Italian-American comedian. Welcome to the show, Vic DiPetto. Vic DiPetto. Vic DiPetto. That's like a tongue any... twister. That's a tongue twister. It is. It is. I don't have an easy last name like you. <laughs> uh, I've been called diabetes, the potato. I, I've gotten them all. But thank you for having me. Well, we're so thrilled. I know we've been friends for a period of time online and just, uh, you know, we've all, with your schedule, my schedule, we, we have had, we've talked about having you on the show for a while, but now we finally came and made it true. And Vic, I, before we get into, you know, all the comedy parts about this, tell us a little bit about your family background, where your family came from in Italy and how they happened to come to America. Okay. Uh, both my parents and even my in-laws come from a town called Bari. Bari. Is okay. It's on the Adriatic Ocean side of Italy. I'm Bari's. Okay. Bares is like Chinese to the rest of Italy. <laughs> I mean, not even Sicilians and Nobly Dons and Galabres understand Bares people. It's a whole different dialect. So my in-laws and my parents are from that area. Puglia, mm-hmm. I consider it Puglia. Yeah, my yeah. Father, my father's from a town called Bijelia. My mother's from a town called Torito. But right between those two towns is a town called Bitetto. Oh, your last name. There you right. go. But I'm surprised we're not from Bitetto, because that's my last name, D, which means the of. providence of yeah, yeah. Bitetto. 
Anyway, so they, my father came to this country, uh, and he started a waste, a garbage company, you know, a waste removal engineer. He was right, a, right. a waste removal engineer. Yeah. And right yeah. away when people hear that, they think, you know, mob influence. Exactly. Which, which, We've all seen those episodes of the Sopranos. Right. <laughs> what people don't, what I can't stand, you know, that stereotype. I mean, right, exactly. I, I would love to see De Niro or Pacino do a movie about Marconi or Da Vinci, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I love The Godfather and Goodfellas, but let's 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 do some, you know, Italians. We're very talented people. Our culture is, 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 I'm so proud to be Italian. I really am. I'm an Italian-American. So where did you grow up? Brooklyn. All right, all right. I, I then moved overseas to Staten Island. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm in New Jersey. That's how Italians migrate. Exactly. In Brooklyn, they either go to Long Island or they go to Staten Island. Hey, I, I, I remember seeing the map when I lived in New York. It showed New York, New Jersey, and then it showed the rest of the world. <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. All right. So now, you know, you uh, you have a pretty good thing going in comedy. So how did you get started in comedy? I mean, you know, where did that start from? Well, you know, it was like most comedians. I was the class clown. I would make my, my friends laugh and the teacher turned her back. You know, as life went on, there was a comedy club called Pips Comedy Club in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. And they had an amateur night. And my friend said, you know, you're a funny guy. Why don't you give it a shot? Go on an amateur night and see what happens. I'm going back. This is 1981. Wow. wow. The first night I went on stage, this is how long I'm doing it. The first night I went on stage, Andrew Dice Clay was the MC. Jeez. Man. Now, here you have a, a Jewish guy, Andrew Silverstein, imitating an Italian, <laughs> and he became famous. Yeah. But I stuck at it. The needle was hooked. I loved being on stage and making people laugh. Eventually, I got to MC. Then I featured. Then I headlined. Then from there, the big thing was to go to Long Island and do Governor's Comedy Club. And the next right. big thing was to go to Manhattan and do Dangerfields. And now I'm selling out theaters and, and clubs all over the country. That is absolutely fantastic, you know. And I think a lot of people have a greater appreciation for the struggles and what it takes to be a comedian after the uh, the Netflix series or the Prime series there about the marvelous Miss Maisel and kind of based a little bit loosely with historical right. figures. But, you know, I mean, it, it's a tough gig. It, it's kind of a little bit like singing. Everybody wants to be a singer, but then, you know, there's only a few that go far enough to make a living at it, you know? So what would you think was a turning point for you? Well, it's like you said, it's like an hourglass. You ever see an hourglass? Yeah, yeah. There's so many comedians, but there's only so many that get to that. Look, it, it, it's it's a brutal business. There are some guys on I watch on TV. I'm like, how the hell does this guy get on TV? Right, and right, there are guys yeah. Who've never been on TV. And I'm like, why isn't this guy on TV? <laughs> exactly, not, exactly. It's not, you, it's not who you know. It's who knows you. Right, it's right. Brutal. Look, Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm no better than him. He's no better than me. Everything was right place, right time. Hey, God bless. Right. God bless. When I see a guy like that, especially he's Italian. It motivates yeah. me, you know? Absolutely. It motivates me, too. I mean, I think it's wonderful. Kind of like a little bit what we talked at, at the be beginning before the show, you know. We had a, a show we did a couple weeks ago with Andy LaRusso, the singing chef. And we were talking about the fact that, you know, there was the great golden era of Italian entertainment, the 50s, 
the 60s. I mean, Sinatra was just one. Yeah, he was the king of the world. But you had Dean Martin, Bobby Darin. I mean, the list goes on and on. Tony Bennett came out of that era. And all of the entertainers, and it's kind of like they went by the wayside. I mean, I know there still are people out there that are Italians that are in entertainment, but they're not the same kind of level of um, notoriety, level of, of fame, and uh, just, you know, they're not being promoted the same way, with maybe the exception. Maybe the one exception is Italian comedians. I mean, I'm seeing guys like you and, like you say, Sebastian, Freddie Rubino, these other. I'm seeing these guys, and they're getting out there, and they're taking advantage, especially of the online audiences that they can get to, which I think is huge, you know? Thanks to the uh, social media, I got the following, you know, because here I That's why Rodney Dangerfield was a big influence. I mean, here's a guy, he didn't really make it to his late 50s. So now he's like him. I'm like, look, I started with Kevin James, Ray Romano, Chris Rock. Yeah. Guys, you know, they were single. They picked up. They went out to L.A. Me, I had a family. I worked, yeah. always worked, I always worked. I put my family first. I always worked two jobs. I, I once drove my, I drove a garbage truck to Dangerfields, and I told them. My God. If wow. I pick your garbage, can you give me stage time? <laughs> I mean, come on. You know? this, this, this almost reminds me of a fun bit of the comedian showing up to the gig in a garbage truck. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, it's, yeah, like, what does that say about your act? You know? <laughs> exactly. As I'm pulling away, I'm honking the horn. The audience is waving at me. I mean, come on. So when you do a show, I mean, you know, what a lot of people don't realize, it's kind of like the same thing, I guess, in any profession and certainly in any other entertainment. You know, we all make it look easy, whether we're singing, whether we're playing the guitar, whether you got someone dancing. And comedians, it may, they make it look like it's so natural and it's just flowing and they have this, they're just going by inspiration. But I know that it must take you hours sometimes to work up routines, to practice them, to get the time. I mean, what is your process of doing that? Absolutely. I mean, first of all, it took me 40 years to get the act that I have now. I mean, yeah. it's a craft. It's a craft. You know, the, the more stage time, the better. Each each stage, each time you're on that stage, you're holding a craft. And you're evolving I, it. Right. But I do yeah. have, when I, before I hit the stage, I do have a basic outline of what I'm going to do. But somebody yells something out, or if I do a little improv, it, it could it could turn, you know? It, I never really sat down and actually wrote. A lot of guys, they sit and they write. Yeah, yeah. It's all up here, and I just try it on stage, you know? That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. I know that even like with uh, with singing, I found it took a while to get where you could, you know, read the audience. I think it's great to do that one-on-one thing. Uh, I started an opera and on the theater, and, of course, everything that was pre-memorized, and you go out, you have these right. big audiences, but you don't have that personal you know, one-on-one connection. And boy, I could see where that for a comedian, just like a nightclub singer, when you get that one-on-one, it really helps you to hone the act and be intuitive, empathetic to what the audience wants to hear, you know? And you could do the same exact act for one audience and go to another audience and you can get two different reactions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just got to... You, know, you have to be sensitive to read that audience and know how to adjust. And I think you're right. That just comes with you have, you prepare, certainly, but it comes with stage time and doing it over and over. And, you know, exactly. I mean, I can imagine how it must be for a comedian because I know 
as a singer, there's times when I'm performing at a club or something, and just I I I don't feel I'm getting that connection. Right. And sometimes it'll take me a you know half an hour or so to go through songs until I finally start figuring out what connects. I mean, that must be really tough for a guy who is waiting on the audience to laugh, you know? Yes, I mean it's it's nights like that that keep that humble you, you know? Yeah, 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 you know, absolutely. Sometimes you get spoiled with all the standing ovations and. Uh, and the round of applause. You need those nights. It, it, it wakes, brings you, puts everything in perspective. And I'm glad to hear you're, you're, you're a family man. I think that's really, really important. And that's just something, you know, about our people that, I mean, you know, we, we, we are family people. We keep our families first. Yeah, we excel whatever our careers are. Right. What would you say would be your biggest influence in terms of, you know, we all have, like, for me, I think when I, I started an opera, Mario Lanza, he was like a god oh. to me when I was growing up, you know. But as a comedian, who, who is your biggest influence? George Collins. George, I love George Carlin. I had yeah. all his albums. I would listen to them in my room. I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I even have some of his I, recordings. I listen to them in, in the car on a way to, that guy was just beyond brilliant. I mean, and I never got the opportunity of working with him or meeting him, but he would, I mean, you give me Colin, Richard Pryor, and I don't know, Robin Williams, those guys. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah. You know, interestingly, I know this is probably taboo to say this, but I remember as a kid, I had every Bill Cosby album. Bill and Cosby. I mean, I know that Bill you know, got himself into a world of trouble. Right. But, you know, back in those days, what I always liked about Cosby is he could take, and, and kind of you do this too, you, you take the thing that's the normal thing. Right, but Cosby doesn't. And you make it totally absurd. <laughs> you know? But Cosby doesn't curse like I do. Exactly, exactly, you know, so uh, well, he probably does now, I'm thinking. <laughs> that, that's another thing, you know, to me, funny is funny. I mean, you yeah. can be clean and be funny, you can curse and be funny, you can have props like Carrot Top and be funny, a mime is funny, impersonators are funny. I hate when people label you, you know, just, yeah, did yeah. I make, did I make you laugh, did I make you smile, would you just stop analyzing it and just and, you know, life is too short. Funny. All right, so we have about a minute left. So here's what I want you to do. Tell us where people can go to catch your act and, you know, what your future plans are. Well, I know this is the West Coast, but this weekend I'm in Atlantic City at the Hard Rock Casino. I'm there Friday night and Saturday. That's fantastic. But my whole schedule, just go to VicDiBetetto.net. That's if you could spell DiBetetto properly. <laughs> DiBetetto, which is D I B I. T-E-T-T-O, VicDiPetetto.com, okay? And what's no, what's on the future, Vic? What, what, what What's your future? What, what, Wait, not dot .com, dot .net. Dot .net, dot .net, okay, dot .net, all right. Well, my future right now, I'm a regular cast member on a, on a show called Gravesend, which is about the mob in Brooklyn in the 80s. Very I'm, interesting. I'm in season two. Listen to this. I'm on the Sante, isn't it? Andrew Dice Clay. William Forsythe, Leo Rossi, William DeMeo. That's a hell of a cast. You ain't kidding. Season one is on now on Amazon Prime. I'm going to be in season two. And I told William DeMeo, who's the writer, producer, director, please don't have me whacked. I want to be in a (laughs) Right, right. Well, I tell you what, we're definitely going to tune in for that because if there's one thing that I have found about comedians... They're also great actors. I mean, going back as far as I could think in all the comedians, when you put them in a serious role because they got the timing, they listen, they got that sensitivity. Vic, I am so pleased you're on this show. Me too. Comedians can act, but actors can't do stand-up. 
Exactly, exactly. And you know, Vic, you're welcome back here on West Coast of Time Radio anytime you want. And by the way, so we're picking up stations and listeners from all parts of the country. So hopefully we'll get some people on the East Coast out of your show. Folks, you're listening to the Italian radio show out of Palm Springs, KMET. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Don't go away. This is Tony Lastella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. 
You are listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Keeping with our theme of Italians and comedy, we present our Song of the Week from Twisted Italian Tunes, featuring the KMET ABC West Coast Italian Radio Band, Tony and the Goombas, live at Festa Italiana, performing their own Italianized version of The Lion Sleeps Tonight. folks it's time for our italian events we have different events from all over the western united states and if you have an italian event that you would like to submit to us please go to our website wcir.biz again remember the acronym for west coast italian radio wcir.biz and you can submit your event to us there Um, we have a great calendar that we're establishing on the website that will have all of the events, the big ones, the small ones from all over the country. And for the, you know, for the ones actually on our, our, on our event calendar here on the show, 
uh, we have to kind of pick the large ones because we only have a limited amount of time. So you can pick just the major ones here. But all the other events will be there on our website. So please send us your events. Uh, now, getting right here to kind of the main events coming up over the next uh, 30 to 60 days. Starting right out, we have Andre Bocelli concerts. Very, very exciting. The number one Italian singer in the world. He's going to be coming to different places, Texas, Utah, Oregon, Washington State, various places across the western United States, starting as early as October 24th through the end of November. Make sure you go to wherever uh, your local ticket master is. Find out for the dates and locations in your area to get tickets. And then, you know, Marcia, you know what October 25th is? No, what is it? Tell October me. October 25th is World Pasta Day. I didn't even know we had Pasta Day. But World Pasta Day. It's celebrated, I guess, by the United Nations. You can build your own pasta, angel hair, fettuccine, gluten-free pasta, gnocchi, macaroni, ravioli, spaghetti, rigatoni, tortellini, whatever it is you want to have. But make sure that on October 25th you celebrate by making some great pasta or go out to your favorite Italian restaurant and order some. So let's not forget that, folks. November 7th, great, great car show, the best of Italy and France car show. This is going on down at the Woodley Park at Woodley Avenue, Van Nuys, California. It's free for spectators. Make sure you check it out, folks. We're going to have some wonderful, wonderful Italian cars there and French cars as well. Moving on to Sunday, November 14th, the 15th International Risotto Festival. This sounds like fun, okay? This is going to be at the Houston Design Center in Houston, Texas, okay? Proceeds go to fight hunger and to end waste. So it sounds like a very good cause. Make sure you go to the Houston Design Center website for ticket information. I love risotto, I tell you. Uh, yeah, you can you know. send it there to check if it's really good, you know, just an idea. Absolutely. And then last but not least, we have coming up our first event of the holidays, the Seattle Italian Club Annual Christmas Party and Dance on Sunday, December 5th, with music by Mary Marchese and the Rave Band. Mary's a wonderful, wonderful performer. I just did Fessy Italiano with her up in Seattle. It's the Glen Acres Golf and Country Club where it's going to be located. Make sure you contact the Seattle Italian Club to get your tickets. So now you know, Marcia, I was telling you earlier, we have a brand new website, beautiful website that was made for us by one of our partners, David Mastis, does wonderful work. Make sure, folks, you go and check this out. Again, remember the name of our show, the West Coast Italian Radio. So the acronym WCIR, WCIR.biz. Go there, check out the new website. We are starting the very first International Italian Business Directory. We're launching it this month, okay? Uh, and it's going to have all the businesses, all the Italian businesses worldwide. So wherever you're living in the world, you can Google an Italian business. Of course, it's going to be a thing over the next six months getting all the businesses added. But it's really going to be a very, very cool thing. Um, and then if, right from there, you can listen to our show 24-7. This show, immediately when we're done, goes up into our podcast. It's free to all your friends, all your family, all over the world. Please share it. And the way you share it is send them to our website. They can click on it there. They'll take, go right to our page with KMET, and you can hear the show in our archives there in our podcast, both this show and all of our other shows from the last 
seven years. So please make sure you share it with all your family and friends because we love our listeners wherever they are around the world. And you know, Marcia, last but not least, we've been talking about this and we're finally ready to do it. Our After Hours show, mm-hmm. our first After Hours show, Luce Italiano, uh, Italia, go ahead, tell, tell me how you say it. <laughs> That's why you need me. Radio Italiana Luce Rossa. Radio Italiana Luce Rossa. There you go. Radio Italiana Luce Rossa. The Red Light Italian Show, where we tell you what we really think about the topics of the show. And we can be very graphic with how we want to say things uh, because we're Italian. We don't have the FCC on that show breathing down our backs. It's all on the Internet. You have to be 18 years and older by subscription only. It's coming out this month. Again, go right to our website, WCIR.biz, because we have shows there that you don't want to miss and some great guests as well. So, folks, thanks so much for listening to us today. Make sure you tune in next week as every week, Mondays, 4 o'clock Pacific time, right here out of the Palm Springs area. We're going to bring you another great show with the ABC KMET Palm Springs, part of the West Coast Italian Radio Network. I'm your host, Tony Lestella, signing off with a lovely Marcia Caputo. Ciao a tutti ragazzi, ciao, un bacio. While rain is falling, I cry with you. Ciao!